What up, y'all? This is Money, and this is going to be another Queer Walk Quick, because I'm just going to check in one time. So, one year later, I actually want to do an update of the Pride, Pulse, and Pusey episode that I did. Um, I'll put a link to it in the description box for this. Um, because I'm still still feeling a lot of sim- similar ways that I was feeling last year at this time around those same three topics. So, I'm just going to kind of run through, you know, my thoughts today. Um, today is the anniversary. I don't even know if you could call it an anniversary. I don't know what you would call it. But today... To the date marks one year since um, the Pulse nightclub shooting in which we lost 49 community members, queer and trans, um, Latinx and black people. And so, you know, okay. Um, So I wanted to start with talking about pride and why pride is still necessary related to Pulse. So, and I apologize if... Y'all really don't want to hear this because I get it. It's some heavy shit. Uh, I couldn't really sleep last night and I'm typically a night owl, but uh, I don't know. There's just something weird about me where I feel as if my spirit or my body remembers dates um, more than my brain does. So I I couldn't really realize why last night I just felt... I felt like crying. I was sitting there watching Catfish, y'all, and I'm crying to an episode of Catfish, <laughs> like for real. Um, and I'm just asking myself, like, why do I feel like this? Why is this on my heart? And then I realized that it's June 12th. So, um, and like similar things happen for me, like when it's my grandma's birthday, I always wake up in like this really amazing mood. Um, like every October 9th, it never fails. So, it's just like my body won't allow me to forget dates. So, um, last night I started thinking about actually a conversation. Uh, well, I don't even know if you could call it a conversation because y'all know how I am. Like, I take strong stances on shit. But a conversation I had with someone on Twitter, actually, about pride. Um, and so, she was tweeting that um, everybody should be, her tweet was, if you think hetero couples aren't allowed at Pride, then you would be excluding Brenda Howard, the mother of Pride, and her partner too. Now, Brenda Howard is um, the white woman, white cis woman, uh, who is responsible for organizing like the first anniversary parade of um, the Stonewall Riots. Uh, and I don't, so I'm not going to like take that from her, whatever, you know, let her have that. Okay. She did that. But my response to this woman was that pride began the moment somebody threw a glass in the Stonewall Inn. Like that, that was those riots that lasted three to seven days. Different accounts will tell you different, um, periods of time. Miss Major, Sylvia Rivera, Uh, Marsha P. Johnson, though that's where pride started because pride does not start with a party that we throw to celebrate the revolution that happened, right? So, so again, we have to, we have to situate this. We have to talk about how black, brown, and queer and trans bodies get erased from history 
and replaced by like celebrations, whitewashing, um, neoliberalism, all that shit, right? So, uh, so I'm responding this to her in 140 characters or less or whatever, you know, just like. You have to think about pride as it, it was a moment where people were like, we, we are sick of being harassed and policed and criminalized for being who we are. And so we going to fight the police in the streets in order to be who we are. And for me, that was the beginning of pride. And so when I go out in the street, this is, see, this is why I don't pride with um, white queers because... We out here celebrating two totally different things. I am not... I'll give Brenda her cookies because she organized a parade. But I am not out here for a parade. I am out here celebrating the lives of those that have have gone um, because of fighting for their rights to just exist. Like nothing else. It's just like, let me just live. There's this picture of the Combahee River Collective members holding a sign that says, um, black and brown women, we can't live without our lives. And that, that's exactly how I feel about pride. And um, if you down with the rainbow or whatever, like rocking your rainbow and standing on the street, like declaring your life, your right to exist, is that same thing. So the start of pride is and always will be a revolution led by black and brown, queer and trans bodies and people. Um, we can't separate it from that. The 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 parade, like that's what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that's what white ladies do, right? <laughs> they come in and they slap pretty decorations over often the graves of black and brown, queer and trans women, people who have done this work before them. Make it palatable to everybody else. I mean, we we see it mirrored in the feminist movement. We see it mirrored in professions that are mostly uh, women, like nursing and all that stuff. Like, all the black and brown bodies who died and fought to build that get replaced by this, like, white savior who's typically a woman, right? Um, teachers, all those things, you know. Um, and so... So I had to, I explained to this person on Twitter, if you out here thinking of pride as a parade and marching hand in hand with police officers, celebrating the state, then that's, that's a pride that I can't fuck with as a black lesbian. Um, my pride is about resisting, resisting the, the presence of police in queer spaces, resisting being police for who I am, right? So um, when I think of pride, I'm always thinking of like my ancestors <laughs> and I'm always thinking about quotes by Marsha P, by Miss Major. Like if y'all, if y'all have never seen Major, uh, it's a documentary on Miss Major. Just look it up, <laughs> um, you know, because there's so many just one-liners in that movie that just hit you in the mouth. When I celebrate pride, I'm thinking about um, the Sylvia Rivera quote. Uh, I hope I get it right. Uh, like, we have the right to be visible. We shouldn't be ashamed of who we are. We have to show the world that we are numerous. And when I think about that quote, I think about the 49 people that lost their lives today on this date last year. When when I'm celebrating pride, I'm celebrating that 
that like I I am here and I am not just some like sort of figment of your imagination black and lesbian and woman can exist on one body I'm gonna be loud and I'm gonna be in your face and I'm not gonna buy into the pink washing of this movement like you're gonna have to deal with me and particularly because this is the first um pride month under this presidency like, no, I'm not on that this was started by a cis white woman shit. No, this was started by us, queer and trans people of color, crediting this uh, Brenda lady for starting Pride completely erased. There would have been nothing to commemorate had there not been queer and trans people fucking shit up at, Stone at the Stonewall Inn. And I will never forget that. <laughs> and I know a bunch of people who feel similar to me who will never forget that. So that's what Pride is about. That's what I'm holding in my heart uh, when I hope that I can get down to Brooklyn to Pride with black and brown folks. Because, um, like I said, I, do, I don't typically Pride with white folks because we are just... We're just out here for two totally different reasons. So I like to be surrounded by my folks when I'm priding. Just remember that Pride started with a revolution and with a, a queer and trans black and brown revolution. Um, so that's very important. And so that like brings me to Pulse. And I'm going to try to make it through this without getting emotional. And this is, this is real raw, y'all. Like I said, it's a queer walk quick. So I'm trying to get it out today. And so I don't want to have to like edit it too heavily. So I'm really hoping that I don't cry. Last year, so so I told I just kind of did my little spiel about how I feel about pride. And so black and brown queer spaces are like sacred to me. They're so important. They they are spaces in which I have done the most growing, um, thought the most about life, seen the world literally transform through other people's experiences and them sharing their stories with me. It's where I heal. Um, it's part of the reason why I created Queer Walk. It's a space that you don't have to deal with the racism from the LGBT community. And you don't have to deal with the, the transphobia, biphobia, queerphobia, or erasure in black and brown community. Like, you are all people of color and queer and just, like, celebrating. And so when I heard about the shooting at Pulse, it... um it collapsed me into grief. I have friends who have been to Pulse before. Like, uh, I have a very dear friend who um, lost his his college friend in the shooting. So, and, and that's another thing. Like, the QPOC community is so small. I mean, we big. We out here. But we small. Like, it's where it's six degrees of separation in the general population is probably two degrees of separ separation in the QPOC population. So for 49 of our um, people to, to be taken from us, it, it's just like an enormous blow to the community. And that pain like hasn't gone away from me. I'm going to have to try to limit my social media consumption. Definitely stay on Facebook because that's, that's where all the fuckery be. And just, like, try to take care of myself and my homies, right? Just, like, check in on everybody. Get love up on everybody. Let us know that we're, like, worthy of being here, right? What I've heard people saying is, like, we are Orlando, Orlando strong, Orlando proud. A lot of this, uh, like, conversation and rhetoric around Orlando, right? And, uh... 
I only see this happen when tragedy strikes um, women and queer and trans people of color, that it becomes a tragedy of the land, the community, the, the space, and not of that person's life that we have lost. In this case, 49 people's lives, right? That's why the hashtag, like, say her name is so important. Because it's not tragedy struck in Orlando. Orlando will never be the same. Or, Orlando is part of a larger system that created the environment in which it's okay to walk into a, a nightclub on Latino night and shoot shoot it up, right? So, like... This is not a tragedy of that system. This is actually that 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 community, that system, like functioning the way it has been structured in this toxic society. Where I feel like I am is, I'm pulse strong. Like my pulse is strong. Like that. This is a even though that's still a place. Like it it situates it. It makes it queer. It makes it black. It makes it brown. Um, this is not a tragedy of a community. This is a tragedy of of a, of a people, like, we were impacted by this. 49 folks lost their lives, and we need to be speaking their names. We need to be sharing their names, posting their names, telling their stories, like, making sure that we don't forget them and that this doesn't just become situated as, like, tragedy strikes Orlando and Orlando grieves and more. Like, no, this isn't about Orlando because this could have been anywhere USA because, like I said, like, this is how this, this is, like, black and brown queer bodies being erased, like, that's what the system wants. This could have been any place USA. What this is is a tragedy of people. Like, remember them, say their names, yeah, I guess all of what I'm trying to say in this episode is just like situ- situate the knowledge. Like who who was it? Name us, um, scream us, shout us, be proud about it, and and that's the way you like remember someone. That that's that's the that's the revolution in it because the, we don't even have like a healthy way to talk about death. I. Well, you know, I would blame it on capitalism because it's like once you're no longer any sort of means of production, you you sort of like cis, cease to cis. <laughs> you sort of cease to be like a, a a subject or an object because you can no longer produce. So I feel like um, capitalism actually limits the way we can't talk about death. Um, uh, and so to subvert that, or what's really revolutionary, is to not make this about a place, but to make it about the people. Like, like that they are still, I don't, I don't know how anybody feels about this, but how I feel is like they are still, like, with us. They're still with us in a lot of ways. Like, it's the reason why it feels so present to, to people, and, um, and why we still feel pain around it. Why, why we still feel outrage. It's like, that's, that's that push, that fight, that energy that has transferred to us as the community. So they're still with us and we should be like yelling about that shit. This is a a tragedy that happened. Um Pulse is it's like, you know, it's real and we you know, we hear so many stories about us dying or being hurt um that I still feel the same way about Pusey that like we didn't need another representation of that. Like we didn't need um a fi- a fictional one, a fictional death. Like 
and everybody loves Pusey. Like, she was just bae. So, um, there's this article that kind of summed up everything I wanted to say about uh, with this new season of Orange is the New Black being released and how I still feel this year about Pusey's death. Um, so, it's on Blavity, and it's called Why I'm Still Mad About Pusey's Death. Um... And Orange is the New Black, and it's by KJ. So, in the article, KJ talks about um, the stages of grief that they went through with uh, Pusey's death, with denial, like, nah, she ain't dead, they gonna bring her back. Um, anger, how could they do this? I'm never watching this show again, which is where I still am. I'm just put that there. Um, <laughs> bargaining, like, if I don't skip the parts with Piper, then I can, <laughs> then they'll bring Pusey back. Uh, depression, which is real, <laughs> it, like, it just hits you, like, damn, they really killed Pusey's character, um, and acceptance, and they, so KJ just lists acceptance as, this is unacceptable, um, and it is, uh, I was listening to the Black Girl Nerds podcast, and someone on there, uh, when talking about the new Wonder Woman movie, they said, like, they're sick of, of people killing um, women characters to further stories or to push a narrative or to, like, cause something to happen in a show. They'll just kill a woman character and not even think about it. Um, and that's kind of how I felt about Pusey's death. Um, I think... The, and so what's also important about the this Blavity article is that it definitely talks about these connections that I'm making to the way pride gets whitewashed and um, like neoliberalized to where people are walking hand in hand with police officers that um, the the fallout of Pusey's death in Orange is the New Black was babying and coddling this um, officer that they really wanted us to know was young, was a good guy, you know, all the shit that we hear when, um, like, um, extrajudicial police killings happen, um, we don't need that, like, we, we don't need that narrative because, uh, the police, nobody is arguing that there aren't whole, wholesome people that, um, sign up to be police officers because like we've seen how um recruitment strategies like prey on communities and it's just like well if you have a problem with the police come sign up we're always hiring they don't have a lot of um uh you know really strict uh, requirements and all that stuff um so it's like a pretty accessible job to have so we're not saying I don't think anybody I haven't heard anybody who's against like state violence or whatever saying that individual police officers aren't good people like um sadly on this side of of the revolution like we can see that people are complex human beings that can make mistakes and that they can still be um human beings and for in this fucked up system so it's not it's making him the baby um holding hands with police officers hugging police officers giving police officers pepsis like all these things uh, it humanizes them and we never get that moment like we never get to be humanized um there there was there was no like um anything about rehumanizing Pusey. Like, there was there was just this, like, quick... The only time we got her life story was in her death. And that, sh that feels just like a, a super-duper metaphor 
for um for black and brown life. Like we we only get to care or know about it when there's a headline saying that we've been murdered. Like I don't I don't need that in my like leisure and also in real life. <laughs> um and so I haven't watched the new season of Orange. I'm really not like pressed to watch it. Uh uh I don't know. I've had some friends tell me that there, there's a lot more focus on the black and brown characters in the show. But, um, I mean, if Sophia is still in uh, solitary confinement and Puse is still dead, like, I, I really don't want to tune in to see, like, Tasty going through it as far as grieving. And, <laughs> like, you, I just need, I just need what uh, Queen and Jay call, like, black joy in my life, especially during this, like, you know, month of pride. Um... And I, I just can't. I just can't do it. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Um, if y'all think I should, you should tell me why. Um, yeah, so I still, I still am in that anger stage of I'm never watching that show again. How could they kill Pusey? Um, yeah, yep, I'm still there. I, I just felt it. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, so I just I I would love to see some of these um uh lesbian web series get turned into Netflix originals and stuff. Like I think New York Girls would be a dope ass Netflix series. Um Between Women, I don't know where they're at in production of a new season or whatever. All of these shows that just show us as um complex and uh, multifaceted human beings without having to uh, die um, <laughs> would be great. Um, and I just I just want to see more of that. Um, and I think also, I maybe maybe I talked about this in the last Pride, Pulse, and Pousse, but uh, I also didn't like how they tried to make Suzanne's character to blame for Pousse's death. Um just like, you know, Puse was the good queer woman of color. And if it wasn't for this wild and crazy uh, Suzanne, you know, Puse would still be with us. Like, that whole framing of that scene just felt really um, violent towards the community. And um, it hurt, especially being in in the wave of time it was. Like, I know they they're all into taking on the social issues. They could have done it in a different way because that same summer, post happened. So it's just like all this grief back to back for QPOC communities. Um, and yeah, so I think that's my thoughts on Puse. I'm still team Puse all the way. <laughs> uh, I know Samira has a new show, but I am promising myself that I won't watch it until after my qualifying exams because I will never get through with my exams if I start that show now. The Handmaid's Tale, I think it's called? Yeah. So, I'm on Wednesday on my exams, I'm going to be starting that show Wednesday night. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I wish you all a happy and safe Pride Month. I challenge you all to decenter uh, whiteness and your pride adventures, um, yeah, hit me up with some, like, QPOC events that are happening across the, like, country so I can post them on a page and people can know about it. I, myself, am trying to thought at the Brooklyn Boyhood, um, gatherings next weekend. 
So if you're in Brooklyn, um, on June 24th, Brooklyn Boyhood is having a Pride celebration. I heard Mercy Lane was going to be DJing, um, so I'm all the way there for that. Um, and yeah, let me know any other events that are going on. Like, I'm in the New York area. I'm upstate. I hear that Rochester has some popping Pride events. Um, so maybe I'll pop over to rochester and see what's happening over there uh but anywhere else that stuff is happening let me know i'll post it that way other people can connect and find it on a page um celebrate celebrate a cupac if you're not a cupac and you're listening to this um hit up a cupac just see how they're doing um hit up a trans woman of color see how she doing uh <laughs> hit up a latinx a latinx person see how they doing you know keep each other um, that's my challenge to you all, um, which I'm about to do right now. So I need to get off here because I promised uh, one of my Cupac homies that I was going to call them at 3 p.m. And it's 3 now, so I need to wrap this up because I still have to semi-edit it and throw it up on SoundCloud. So I will holla at y'all. Y'all know where to find me at QueerWalk on everything except Twitter. On Twitter, it's at QueerWalkPod. Use the hashtag QueerWalk. Uh, so I can find all your comments, concerns, questions, um, feedback. Uh, share if if you can't contribute monetarily to the PayPal. Uh, is, the PayPal is QueerWalk. Yeah, it's PayPal.me slash QueerWalk. Uh, if you can't contribute monetarily, please share and like the podcast. It helps. It helps us come up in searches and all that shit. So, yeah. Um, and if y'all are feeling the heat or the weight of... Pride, Pride Month, um, Pulse, hit me up too, because you don't have to go through grief alone. That's a capitalist construct. (laughs) So, um, yeah, y'all know where to find me out in these Tumblr streets. So, talk to y'all later. Deuces.